Hello, hello, good morning, happy Tuesday. In our last podcast episode, we talked about how to work on singing harmony in elementary general music. We talked about this progression that we can start as early as first grade-ish or as early as rhythm versus beat in your learning progression for your curriculum. And then we worked on that idea all the way through parallel harmony and part singing in the upper grades. As I was recording that episode, there were several examples that I was thinking of in the back of my head, like, oh, this would be cool. Oh, this would be a fun idea. Oh, this is another way you could frame it. All of those things, all of those different iterations of some of those scaffolds. So I'm trying something new with these episodes. I would like these to be pretty short, between five and 10 minutes long, and I am viewing these as like an espresso shot on your way to work. For friends listening, for colleagues listening, that's my hope. You know when you get in the car and you're on your way to work and you're like, I just wanna listen to something that puts me in the mindset of, wow, this could be a really fun idea. Oh, wow, now I'm inspired to start my day, right? That is what I am hoping these little episodes will be, just a, a little espresso shot on your way to work. Not a full episode, I want them to be quite short. But the idea is that they are actionable activities that are kind of applying some of the things that we've talked about in these podcast episodes. So that's my hope for friends listening, that it's just a really quick uh, burst of inspiration. For me, I get a lot of energy off of creating ideas that are basically iterations of the same thing. So things like multiple means of engagement and part work. And then you list, you know, your 32 ideas of how all of these uh, part work activities can use multiple means of engagement. That kind of thing, that idea iteration is very fun for me. So this is serving two purposes. For me, I am getting the practice of coming up with lots of activities in lots of different iterations. And for friends, for colleagues listening, my hope is you can take one tiny idea and say, oh, that's so fun. I would love to use it. My intention is not necessarily that we're going to listen to an idea and apply it in our lessons that very same day. Because if you are a listener of this podcast, you know how much I love long-range planning. And I am aware that uh, the drag-and-drop activity approach to lesson planning can be extremely narrow and extremely limiting and not very practical. So the idea is not necessarily that you're going to get an idea for a lesson activity you can use on a Tuesday. It's a little bit more that now we can all have some extra ideas floating around in the back of our head that are ways to apply the mechanism of things like multiple means of engagement and part work in this case. Uh, But I don't mean to suggest that we are going to use a whole bunch of drag and drop activities in a hodgepodge way in our classrooms. I would still love for us to have this very clear uh, sequential approach to long range planning, but it's still fun to have that little um, hit of espresso on your way to work. All right, with that rambling out of the way, let's jump into one example that we can use to work on multiple means of engagement and to work on part work with the song Frog in the Meadow. My name is Victoria Bowler, and this is episode 30 of Elemental Conversations. (laughs) 
When we talk about multiple means of engagement, I'm not going to go too far into this because I've done a blog post and a video about this already. But the idea is that we like to learn about things that are interesting. So we want students to be interested in what we're doing, which will also mean that they need to be active participants in this musical task. When we think about multiple means of engagement, we are going to talk about recruiting interest, sustaining effort and persistence, and then using self-regulation. I want to talk about this arrangement of frog in the meadow. This is something that I was going to use in the previous podcast episode, but it did not make it in there. This is something that I developed with the idea that third grade students would be reviewing some previously learned musical concepts in their second grade year. So here is frog in the meadow. We're going to have the main melody and then a lower part that has lots of quarter rests in it. And then this upper part that focuses mostly on so and me. Frog in the meadow can't get him out. Take a little stick and stir him about. Frog in the meadow can't get him out. Take a little stick and stir him about. Kind of fun, right? This top part I know is hard to hear um, in terms of what the text is. The text to the part to the top part is where is that frog searching all day long? The bottom part is up, down, up, down, all around, up, down, something, something, something. I don't remember what I said at the very end. Maybe hopping little frog, I think is what it was. But I went through several different iterations of what that lower part might sound like. And by the way, with all of these song arrangements, please feel free to use them in your classroom, use them at an informants, use them at a public performance, whatever it is. This is uh, something that I am sharing with you for you to use if you want it. You can just say um, frog in the meadow arranged by Victoria Bowler and we are good to go. When we introduce this to students, we are going to have this recruiting interest idea by combining this with the game. So the game is a hide and seek game and you can uh, just Google frog in the meadow to find the directions. But students love this. So we can recruit interest by having the introductory experience to this be in the context of a game. Next, when we add that lower part up, down, up, down all around up down hopping little frog we can optimize individual choice and autonomy and that is one of the uh, big ideas the other thing that we can do in our list of processes is foster collaboration and community okay these are two little sub bullet points in this larger umbrella of multiple means of engagement when we introduce the base part what i'm calling the base part the lower part we can have students get into small groups in third grade that might be mm, two or three students in a group and they're going to come up with motions that match the text so they will figure out as that small group how do they want to hop like a frog this is open-ended there's not a correct answer so there are many opportunities for student choice with how they create those movements and then we are working with a partner with this idea of community it would be very different if i said here's the the reverse of this idea if i said okay friends please uh, sit there and watch me perform these frog movements with the song. And now will you please copy my frog movements? 
right? That is kind of the 1.0 version of this activity. The 2.0, the, the next iteration, the thing that we can do instead is have students in community, in their small groups, figure out their own version of the frog movements. And then another thing that we can do as it's time to check this part work and the, the um, motions that students have come up with in their small groups has to do with students effectively self-checking their work. This is another little bullet point, increase mastery-oriented feedback. That is 8.4 for those of you following along. <laughs> um, when we are working on part work, there's a lot of self-regulation that we are going to need to do, especially when we have these open-ended activities alike come up with frog movements that match this lower part of the song. One of the things that we're going to need to do is see if our movements match the length of up, down, up, down, all around, up, down, hopping little frog. So for this, we are going to have students perform their frog motions, whatever it is, while we sing that melody, that second bass part. When they do their motions, the question we're going to ask is, do you start and end with the melody. That's what we care about. This is a length question here. Although you could add more parameters on here and say, do your hops match the melodic contour of the melody? Or are you hopping in a steady beat? Whatever it is. There are lots of different options for how you might choose to uh, approach the movement and the purpose of the movement. For me, I am using this just as a movement um, introduction. So students have lots of opportunities to hear that melody. And this is one of the ways they're going to learn it as opposed to um, echo singing or something like that. One of the things that we're going to ask them to do is say, do your movements start and end at the same time as my melody? And if yes, great, thumbs up. If not, let's go back and figure out when do we need to start hopping and when do we need to stop hopping? This is something that in this umbrella of multiple means of engagement, we are including this um, way to identify errors. We will know that we've made an error in our movement if we are still moving when the song is not done, if we are still moving when the song is done rather, or if we stop moving moving, and there's still a lot of the song left, the, song, the teacher is still going and we're just sitting there staring at each other. That is one very clear way we can know that we have made an error in our movement or the performance of our movement. So provide feedback that models how to incorporate evaluation, including identifying patterns of errors and wrong answers into positive strategies for future success. That is the EduSpeak version of this. Basically, we're going to give them a check and they decide if they have met that check or not. The next step is for students to sing it themselves as they perform their frog movement. So the teacher now is not going to sing. It's all on the students. Notice that the other way we could do this is to put the notation on the board and have students sit down, crisscross applesauce, and sing the bass part based off of what they are reading in standard Western notation. That is, again, if we talk about like the 1.0 version of how do you teach a song with part singing, that is something that our brains might jump to. This, when we partner that with this idea of multiple means of engagement, all of a sudden it is a very open-ended, it is a very creative approach to part singing that we might not necessarily have had before.
So again, the next step is for students to sing that bass part on their own. And then from there, they can divide who wants to sing the main melody and who wants to sing the bass part with their partner and jump around like a frog. One quick note here, this is another strategy under the umbrella of multiple means of engagement, providing student choice and optimizing autonomy. So the the other like 1.0 version of this tiny subset of the activity is the teacher saying, you guys sing this part, you guys sing this part. In this version, students get to pick the one that they are the most comfortable with. And then after that, there certainly is a time for teacher-directed uh, breaking up the ensemble into specific parts, but we don't always necessarily need to be the ones making that choice for our students. When we break things down verbally and just walk through the whole process verbally on a podcast, it can seem pretty lengthy. In actuality, this would be like six minutes of the whole class. We're not going to spend the whole class on this. This would just be one tiny segment of the larger lesson itself. I had the intention of walking through my entire process that I would use to teach this, but this is all the time we have for our Tuesday espresso shot. <laughs> so hopefully you have enjoyed it. I want to make one very quick note just in case, I guess I want to make a disclaimer at the, the end of this in the fine print. If this is your student's very, very, very first experience with creative movement, you will need to take some time to set the parameters around that, that you want students to follow. So if this is something that students have never done, uh, I do not want it to devolve into chaos for you and your teaching. That would not be a fun thing. So take some time. If Again, if this is your very first experience experimenting with creative movement, uh, like divergent movement instead of convergent movement, take some time and discuss classroom norms, classroom procedures, classroom routine. So whatever your routine is for noise and um, having an attention, uh, an attention grabbing signal like hands in the air or finger symbols or whatever it is take a few moments and set those parameters ahead of time that way everybody is safe and musical the whole time all right that is it happy tuesday i hope you have enjoyed this espresso shot